but you know, it's just one of those things we didn't want to take the risk and we didn't want to be responsible for, you know, hurting somebody else because, you know, we didn't, you know, so we wanted to respect, I think the main thing was respecting others and protecting ourselves as well. Hey, it's me, Chance, and thanks for listening to us discuss the COVID-19 vaccine and those who still refuse to get vaccinated. As well, peppered throughout are some conversations I had with people on the street downtown on their thoughts. We have a bunch of cool stuff on the way. This month, we're going to be speaking with Dr. John Arden, author of the 2003 book, America's Meltdown, Lowest Common Denominator Society. A few years back, I chatted with Dr. Arden about the first chapter of his book, and we compared and contrasted what he wrote back then in 2003 to where we were in 2019. This time, we're going to be doing the same thing, except with chapter two, Cyberspaced. I would recommend going back and checking out that episode. It was really interesting. Dr. Arden is a clinical psychologist. Speaking of the lowest common denominator of society, in a few weeks we'll be chatting about the toxicity of conspiracy theories and how they're a detriment when it comes to discussing social and political issues. We'll be talking with Mikey Biddlestone. He's a grad student from the School of Psychology at the University of Kent in the UK. Biddlestone is in his final year pursuing his PhD and has published research on the psychology of conspiracy theories. Presently, I'm working on setting up a discussion panel with three academics who've all researched and written on the subject of how free market capitalism gets in the way of addressing global climate change. Look forward to more details on that. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and listen to us at iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and eventually on Spotify. If you want to show your appreciation for our work and how much goes into this, please do so by rating and review us on iTunes or Spotify. Finally, check us out at punk-journalism.com. Have you received the COVID-19 vaccine? Yes, both. What are your thoughts on those who choose to remain unvaccinated or anti-vaxxers? Um, I don't think I can find negative enough words to... Well, go ahead and try. Um, well, I think that people who don't get vaccinated can get vaccinated um, are being harming other people, putting other people's lives at risk, and, um, and extending the pandemic period. Um, who knows if there was had been more um, mask wearing early on, who knows if we would still be in the mess. I guess the last thing I'll ask you is, uh, what, what do you think the reason or the purpose is of those people? I mean, if you could speak on their behalf. Um, well, I... I think part of them have been brainwashed. I think that I think that the behavior of um, Donald Trump and the Republicans is completely um, un- not excusable. They can, I just I think Donald Trump and the Republicans have blood on their hands. Um, I think a lot of them have been brain- brainwashed. Um, you know, the Republicans are a typical standard party that we have two two big parties, um, you would think that they would say things that are truthful, that you could trust, but no. And um, I think some of them, I know from what little I know about the um, flu pandemic a hundred years ago. The Spanish flu? Yeah. I know from that that there were people who said no and, and I won't do it. So there must be a natural tendency. Yeah. yeah. It just seems like no matter what the issue is, it can be divisive and politicized somehow, huh? But it shouldn't be. Right, yeah. yeah and it makes you wonder, I mean, even looking back 100 years ago, what, the, what, the, what causes these sort of things that shouldn't be 
you know, divisive to be divisive. So in today's social climate, without a doubt, every issue under the sun becomes politicized and deeply divided. And without exception, this has certainly been the case with everything, everything surrounding COVID-19, mask mandates, vaccinations, all of that. So, Chris, this was your idea, right, to talk about this? I just feel like right now it's like the responsible thing to do. I don't know. I feel like I see a lot of, uh, you know, I see a lot of reporters and a lot of journalists doing stories like this right now. And I kind of feel like um, just like if you have anybody's ear right now in, in the current climate of our world, like you should use that platform at least a little bit of time on that platform to encourage people to go get vaccinated, to throw out the facts, to kind of debunk some of these myths. And really, because it's about saving people's lives. It's not about trying to take somebody's freedom. So, you know, I just feel like it's, I feel like if you have a platform of any kind right now, whether that be talking to your neighbor or like talking to the person in line at the store uh, from behind your mask, hopefully, um, is just getting out the message that this isn't about some political statement. This isn't about trying to infringe on anybody's freedoms. Like, we're, this is about stopping a vaccine or stopping a virus that's killing millions of people worldwide. And, and we now have a vaccine or, as I heard one doctor call it, a suit of armor for us to put on against this thing. Right. Like if somebody's attacking you and somebody offers you a shield against that attack, like who doesn't pick that shield up yeah. and say, yeah, this is going to help me in this fight. And, and And so I just feel like it's the responsible thing to do. And I feel like. Like, that's why I brought it up is I feel like we should just encourage as many people as we can, even if it falls on deaf ears, like, please go get vaccinated. Right. Well, and it's one of those things, too. And this was kind of part of the discussion I had um, last weekend when I went out and talked to people on the street about this. Sort of a common theme of, of why people feel the need to get vaccinated is they're not worried so much about themselves as they are for other people and, you know, elderly family members, people that are have um poor immune systems and that sort of thing so i think that like a lot of the arguments that you will hear from people is that you know it's it's their body their choice whatever but at the same time you're uh you're putting other people at risk and that's just like with the flu shot too like i know people that won't get a flu shot because there are so many other conspiracies that go along with that and especially if you're a a service worker you work with the public in any way yeah, it's your body. Do what you want with it. But at the same time, like if you're responsible for getting other people sick, that's pretty selfish on your part. If you have the means to control that in, in, in some way. I, I have I have a lot of stories. I want to first start off by saying uh, that both my fiance and I got our first shots of the vaccine in April and our second shots in May. I'm a disabled veteran, so the VA was giving out the shot and I made sure I felt a responsibility to wait to get my shot until the older, uh, the elderly community had everybody in the elderly community that needed to get it, like got their vaccinations right. first yeah, the at risk, thing. not just the elderly, but anybody that was at risk that needed that the front health, the frontline, uh, healthcare workers, you know, I, I'm, I wanted to make sure. And I asked the VA before I got my shot, I said, you know, is everybody, that's at risk gotten this shot. Like you guys have enough to, and they're like, by this point we have enough for everybody. And I went and went ahead and got my shots. And, and I will tell you, I didn't have an adverse reaction to either shot. Um, I know that some people do. There is, uh, I did 
look up some statistics on this, which we'll get into uh, later. But um, definitely, uh, I've been vaccinated. My fiance has been vaccinated, and I'm, I'm currently my my oldest son is 11. He turns 12 October 28th. His mom is completely against this. My ex-wife, yeah, she's completely against the vaccine. And I actually texted her um, a couple days ago and said, you know, we need to we need to sit down and, and have a conversation. I really want to talk to you about this. I really want to get my son vaccinated. Like, regardless of how you feel, like this is an important issue for me. That's my child's safety and his life, and especially reading about the. Um, the, the children, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, but like the children's mercy hospitals, uh, yeah, the children's yeah, hospitals children's hospital. in Florida right now at, are at 116% of their capacity. Jesus. And I'll grab that. I'll grab that link for you guys by the, the end of the show. That was in a New York Times um, piece. Um, it's at 116% of capacity. So this is no longer just affecting older Americans. This is affecting children. It's affecting young adults. It's affecting middle-aged adults. Uh, every, uh, just across the board, everybody is being affected by this new variant right. of, of COVID. Right. So, the Delta. The Delta variant, yeah, correct. Right. It's, I think that a lot of times, like you were saying before about people just jumping to the conclusion that it comes down to their freedoms and their rights being taken away. And obviously it's not because it's, it's optional. But then that is where the conspiracy theories start to weave their way in, because just like we've talked about with before with conspiracy theories, like when you can't when you can't justify or argue your your side with reasonable, logical facts and evidence and data, you start coming up with conspiracies that are unprovable by design. And and that's that's what you hide behind. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. You hit you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's by design that, you, that they make conspiracy theories in the way that they do, that they cannot be questioned. And, right. and, that, and how do you hold on to a conspiracy theory when they give you a solid date and that date comes to pass and nothing <laughs> yeah. happens and you latch on to the next well, – well, we got that wrong. I'm sorry. We transposed the seven. It, it turns out it, – and, and people just continue to follow along with it. Like how far down that rabbit hole do you have to go before you say – Wow, I'm just living my life in fear because this person is telling me to. I think it's accessibility for a lot of people. Um, if it's not that issue, I feel like at this point, the people who haven't get haven't gotten it aren't going to, no matter what. It's like we've gotten to that threshold of people that are definitely going to get it are going to get it, and those who haven't won't. I mean, can you speak on those people's behalfs on why you might think that is? I cannot because I don't no really know where they're coming yeah. from i mean you haven't right but you haven't like had any interactions with folks who have who have maybe told you why or not specifically i think it's a lot of like my body my choice type of thing so i can't knock someone's opinion on that what motivated you to get it i'm a nurse and i work with covid patients so i got my first one in december and my second one in january and i was very lucky to be able to get it during the first round of them offering it. Ricky, do you have any experiences with people? Oh yeah, I got some experiences. Uh, my coworker, uh, whose name I'm not gonna say, uh, was super, super into this 30 page document that he spent the entire shift reading one night. Uh, 
And he came up with all of these, all these theories about, about, about how this vaccine isn't safe. It's unproven. It uses uh, gene editing tools that right. have never been used in humans before, which it has. Uh, all kinds of shit about it. And he, so I asked him to show me the document. Show me, this, show me this thing that you're reading. You know, that sounds really interesting. And I read the first paragraph. And the first paragraph says, we have no proof for any of this. And so right there, I was like, well, why do you believe this? I said, they can't prove anything. And he says, well, I, because Occam's razor, Ricky, Occam's razor. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I, dude, that's, that's, that's not how Occam's razor works. Well, Occam's razor says that given that all suppositions are equal, the simplest one is usually true. Right. Um, and in this case, we don't really have to suppose anything for a lot of this because we have proof of it, right? So if one is not proven or one is proven, regardless of how complicated the proven method is, it's the true one because it's proven. Yeah. So I, uh, I, everybody I, paraphrases Occam's razor is uh, the simplest The simplest thing is usually the truest. Yeah, it's like with the fewest right, variables. Like, uh, well, and I, I've yeah. always... I've always disagreed with that because <laughs> I don't believe that all suppositions are equal. I, 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 I absolutely do not. Uh, because you can take somebody from the scientific community and hold them up against somebody from the QAnon community. And it's just, it's, you can tell that one's asinine and one is in touch with what is reality. You can sit all day. It's just like a Christian saying that I have to prove to them that their God doesn't exist. You don't put that on me that is not my responsibility the responsibility lies with you to prove to me that your god exists so the responsibility okay the the proof of burden is on you to prove to me that this vaccine is not safe to prove to me i i've heard uh my my fiance's uh, i guess it would be stepdaughter from her previous marriage even though it's crazy she raised her so she calls her her daughter we made sure that she got her vaccine and she went and talked to her biological mother who told her that she was going to die in seven years now because she got the vaccine. Where the hell does this come from? Like who, Yeah. where, where are such things coming from? Just because you cannot understand how they got a vaccine so quickly, instead of researching that and going out and trying to figure out what's going on, you jump to a conclusion or you listen to somebody else who jumps to a conclusion. Right. So, it's just so I'm going to cite an article I was going to read through quite a bit more of it, but it was just based off of what you said regarding like saying that the child is going to die in seven years. This, this kind of addresses that fear-based portion of that. The article is called anti-vaxxers wage campaigns against COVID-19 shots. Uh, It's from WebMD. Okay. So Dr. Jill Foster, she's the director of pediatric infectious disease and immunology at the university of Minnesota medical school in Minneapolis. They say that when you're angry, you should count to 10, Foster said. I tell people that when you're scared, you look, you should count to 10 and say to yourself, am I looking for things to to confirm my fear or am I really just looking for the truth? What am I doing here? Am I looking for reasons to take, to not take the vaccine and just get myself all charged up in my fear? Or am I really looking for an answer? And it, it always makes you wonder, like, where does that come from? Like, disposition to want to be fearful of something and i guess because it's unknown and it hasn't been around for very long at all so the automatic 
you know, default is that you're going to be afraid of what you don't understand. But like I've seen before, like the me, essential oils, hit, you know? yeah, like essential oils, like none of that is, oh, yes. none of that is approved by the FDA either. So it's like you're kind of just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, pseudoscience, pseudo right? Medicine. Yeah, yeah. So the last person that I was seeing, it was kind of interesting because she, it's it seemed like a reasonable person for the most part, but she was really against the vaccine and. And it was, she was always kind of using the my body, my choice argument. And and uh, one time she sent around this video that she found. And it was this five-minute video of this person. You couldn't even see her face. No credentials, nothing. It was just this random person making a video. And she's going through and she's reading off the uh, what is in the, the COVID vaccine. She is saying stuff like... You know, she's talking about the DNA modification argument. She's like, see, they're trying to modify our DNA. I, and, you know, I try, I dug around and I tried to find that video, but I'm pretty sure it's been taken down now, by now because of, of bad information on it. She also claimed that, it, you know, that it was harvesting fetal tissue from aborted fetuses and this and that. It took me like five minutes to find an article that refuted it. And it was on WebMD. And it was the blog of a doctor who specializes in, in, in vaccinology. And he, he's, he broke it down minute by minute by minute so that you could like specifically see what this woman was saying was, was not credible. And I, I told her that I'm like, I said, who is this person? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. Just some, some other people sent it to me. Like you don't see her face. You don't see your name. Why are you sending this around? Why, what makes you think that this person knows what they're talking about? What makes you think that this person is credible? And so I said, well, because I listened to that, will you take a minute and look at this, this blog that I'm going to send you from this doctor who breaks down minute by minute what she's saying. And she's like, WebMD, you think that is credible? And I'm like, I mean, at least this, like, I know that this person is a doctor, a medical doctor, and he's, you know, he's works in the career field that this is, that this is relevant to, like, you don't even know who this person is. And that's, I think, just where it gets so dangerous, especially with social media and just disinformation getting spread around. And it is, it's all fear-based. Like this, this woman was, was trying to, you know, talk about like fetus harvesting and changing your DNA. And she had, fuck, she had no idea what she was talking about whatsoever. And that, you know, that's just so problematic. Go ahead. I want to, I want to address, just touch on something real quick. You know, when she says they're trying to alter our DNA or do gene editing or or whatever misconception she has in her brain, uh, the first thing that popped into my head, and I went ahead and went and <laughs> got an article on it, um, is the fact that ninety nine point seven percent of Americans have Teflon in their blood. So. Let's stop and think about that for a second. Because of the toxic waste that they were dumping into our water supplies, 99.7% of Americans have Teflon in their blood. Uh, if, for those who that are just, on, go ahead, Ricky. From having heart attacks, it's good for you. Yeah, there you. Yeah, it's genetically modified us to help us in some way, shape, or form. And for those who are unfamiliar with what Teflon is, it's the chemical that they spray on pans to make them non-stick. That is what Teflon is. Okay, and that's in 99.7% of our of of Americans' bloodstream. So you think about that. We're being poisoned and toxined 
by the big corporations of our, our nation, but we don't want to sit and ask questions about that. We want to question the doctors and the scientists who are literally the ones who uh, stopped measles, mumps, chickenpox. They're the ones that have made all of these diseases that used to kill us, okay? They are now preventable diseases with a vaccine. That's the community that's trying to stop a global pandemic that is killing millions of people, a global pandemic that because people aren't taking the vaccine, the virus is mutating. I don't know if either of you are familiar with the Lambda variant. Uh-uh. Oh, and, and let me give you a, a, a quick, I'm sorry. If you go to uh, upriser.com, uh, it's a environment and health piece by Heather Pierce. Uh, if you look that up, that is the deadly chemical now in the blood of 99.7% of Americans. And chances are you've never heard of it. Okay, that's about Teflon. That, that's that article if you want to go and look that up yourselves. Uh, which brings me to my next piece that I wanted to discuss, which is the Lambda variant of, uh, of COVID. So they're using the phonetic alphabet as the, the virus mutates. And for those who are unfamiliar with um, the phonetic alphabet, that's basically just Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, anybody who, uh, who was in the military understands that. Uh, so that's what they're doing. They're, they're naming them through the phonetic alphabet. So we are all the way, I don't know how far it's gone, but I have just recently heard of the Lambda variant of COVID. The Lambda variant of COVID. Oh, shit. This is from. That's pretty far from, down. Yes. This is from CNN.com. Uh, uh, it's by Jacqueline Howard. Uh, and it was posted on Saturday, um, and it discusses the Lambda variant. Um, it's a, what it does, and it says that 83% of new cases in the U.S. infectious disease experts have said that the Lambda is a variant they are watching closely. They're calling, uh, they're saying that 83% of new cases in the U.S. Um, are the Lambda variant, and the Lambda variant is resistant to the vaccine that we now have. So, we are literally talking about starting all over with this pandemic because people are refusing to get vaccinated. Well, it's the people that have refused to take the vaccine. They justify it by saying that they don't want to be part of an experiment. Well, now they're the control group. You know, Absolutely. they're they're the ones that are, are experiencing the effects of of avoiding herd immunity. And since you brought that up, I was going to you had mentioned that uh, the argument of DNA alteration and in that same article that I referenced before, the anti, anti-vaxxers wage campaigns against COVID-19, that same uh, healthcare worker, Dr. Jill Foster, she addresses that. She says one of the most common big lie rumors involves the messenger RNA in the two, in the two forms COVID-19 vaccine somehow rewriting your personal DNA. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines work by delivering mRNA into your cells, prompting them to produce replicas of the spike protein that coronavirus uses to latch onto, infect, onto and infect cells. The immune system recognizes these proteins as, fo- as foreign and mounts a response to them, in essence, teaching the body how to fight off a future actual COVID-19 infection. The idea that mRNA could rewrite your DNA is, quote-unquote, utterly impossible, Offit said. Human cells already contain hundreds of thousands of messenger RNA copies, which are used as blueprints to produce substances 
to life, Office said. To be able to rewrite DNA, the mRNA from the vaccine would ha- first have to be able to enter the nucleus of the cell, which it cannot. Even if it managed that, the mRNA would require specific enzymes to translate itself into DNA and then integrate itself into your personal genetics. Of, and those enzymes are not present in the vaccine. And one thing that I do recall from that five-minute video that I was referencing before, when this random person was talking about it modifying your DNA, the doctor who I looked up who who rebuttaled what she was saying basically put it in terms of it's this this absurd. It's like saying if you eat mashed potatoes, you will also become mashed. Like it's just it it doesn't it, there's no rhyme <laughs> or reason to what to thinking like That's just because funny. yeah, just because you you have an altered substance doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, experience any alterations at the same time. You know, it's just, it's completely yeah, well, the doctor forgot to mention that all potatoes are mashed in your stomach. Exactly. That's... Have you guys received the vaccines? Yeah. yeah. What motivated you all to, to go ahead and get the vaccines? Uh, I'd like to get back to something like normal. Um, and that seemed like the best way to do it. What about you, sir? Pretty much the same. It was just, you know, Kind of an e- it was an easy decision for us and our family. So. Why do you think it has not been such an easy decision for a lot of people and they're still so hesitant to, to take it? I think some are, it's a, more political than it is health. I think there might be some who have legitimate concerns about, well, I'll just say, I just think um, for some it's more political than it is actual health. Do you have any family or friends that are still hesitant to receive it or? Yes. Have they given you any kind of reason as to why? Oh, just, he- I mean, just not sure if it's the safety of it. Hey, so real quick, I, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, or if I sent it to you before, but I'm going to play, it's a two minute clip of, it's from uh, NBC News. Uh, it's, it's called some, I, this is a YouTube clip. It's called some healthcare workers choosing not to get the COVID vaccine show of hands how many of you have gotten a covid vaccine these are four healthcare workers from different hospitals in north carolina why not we don't know what the long-term side effects are it also hasn't been proven to be effective the cdc and many public health experts say that it's more than 90 percent effective they do say that <laughs> that hasn't proven to me to be true. I'm not going to just jump on a bandwagon with something that has not been tested. When you say that it hasn't been tested, it has been tested though. But not to the, if you look at the normal, the normal year span of how long something is tested, it's usually 12 to 14 years before it comes to humans. Across the country, about one in four healthcare workers still isn't vaccinated against COVID. And from North Carolina to Texas to New York, anti-mandate protests are mounting. I don't trust it right now. So is the pushback. This is in the category of give me a bleeping break. Uh, When did everyone get a medical degree? For weeks, we've spoken with many overworked healthcare workers who practically begged Americans to get the shot. What do you tell people who just don't believe you? It's frustrating. Not these. They say they're not anti-vax, more anti-mandate. And I'm not comfortable putting something into my body until I am ready. If and when I'm ready to get the vaccine, I will get it on my own accord. 
I won't be forced. You just don't trust the CDC. I do not trust the CDC. Absolutely not. And that fuels their skepticism. I have the right to question anybody in this country. I want to question. You're entitled to an opinion, but these are facts. Are they, though? Are they facts? <laughs> Hey, I also need to clear up some of the Lambda stuff, dude. That article that I was reading was fucking confusing. I knew what I was talking about, but I had read off that article. So, Oh, yeah, go um, ahead. So with the Lambda variant, okay, it is um, – it's originating in Peru. And so the Lambda variant, what it is is it's creating another spike in the proteins that attach themselves to uh, human cells, okay? That's how the virus gets in. The Lambda variant, so as it mutates, as the virus mutates, as it enters a new body, it can mutate. Um, the Lambda variant is responsible for 90% of new COVID-19 cases in Peru. Um, they don't know how uh, effective or, or how transmissible, uh, how um, contagious the Lambda variant is, but the Chinese vaccine, which is what they use in uh, Chile, which is the neighboring uh, country, uh, the Lambda accounts for 31% of their cases, and they're using uh, the Chinese uh, vaccine, which has only been proven to be 79% effective against the Delta, Delta variant. So there's a good possibility that our current Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are um, or still protect against the Lambda variant, but this is just an example of how it's going to keep changing. And even those who are vaccinated with a lower, yeah, well, a, a lower statistically proven vaccine are struggling against this variant. So it just goes to show how important it is to get vaccinated. And this came from a National Geographic uh, article, nationalgeographic.com by uh, Sanjay Mishra, uh, and this was published in July. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So this Lambda variant's been out there, and it's slowly making its way to the United States. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Well, and like I was saying, social media doesn't help with it either. Um, I'm going to reference another article. It's uh, called COVID-19, How Did a Volunteer Panel React When We Showed Them the Anti-Vax Video? Uh, it's from the BBC. And uh, they mentioned the social media boom. Uh, and this anti-vax video that had gained a lot of traction. Um, it says exclusive research by BBC Monitoring has found an increase in followers of social media accounts promoting anti-vaccine material during the pandemic. These aren't accounts asking legitimate medical questions, but people and organizations who've already made up their minds against vaccinations and are manufacturing evidence or twisting facts to support their conclusions on Instagram, the number of followers of major anti-vaccination accounts increased nearly fivefold in 2020 to more than 4 million. It says on Facebook, the top anti-vaccination pages grew by 19% in the last year, and followers of Twitter accounts sharing the anti-vaccine claims have almost tripled. The increase came alongside a huge overall surge in people seeking out health information due to the pandemic. But the raw numbers still mean false anti-vaccine claims are reaching millions more than ever before. And I mean, it's like it, it makes you it, it wonder. It sounds like the 2016 election. Yeah, it's like what amount of evidence or information do you need to 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 debunk all of this? You know, I, and, and I wonder if it's just like that's some people's mindset that 
they haven't made up in their mind that their rights are going to be violated or their freedoms are going to be taken away or that there's some some conspiracy that is nefarious and there's just no convincing those kind of people okay so we're talking about the COVID 19 vaccine and have you received it no either of them no and can i ask why um too many questionable things going on what would be your what would be like the proper amount of evidence for you to be convinced that you should get it it's a great question um i think time will tell uh i need to see some more uh I need it's it's a great question. Just we're not people's way. Um, Does it concern you? I see you're not wearing a mask. Does it concern you about catching anything at all? Or you? I'm a I'm a healthy individual, um, and that's something that I think uh, I'll take that risk. Uh, Yeah. Is it? And again, I want to preface when I'm asking these questions, I'm not trying to ask like in a defensive way, and I'm I'm just trying to learn from people from different perspectives. But like, even if you did contract something, there's a pretty good likelihood that you would, you would beat that and get over it. But do you have any concern about people you might be around who don't have great immune systems or elderly people? Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody has the opportunity to get the vaccine. Um, so if the vaccine is supposed to clear you from the ability to get COVID, then me not having it shouldn't affect that whatsoever. So I have a really good friend who she has an immune disorder and she's, she's my age. So in her mid thirties and if somebody she's around somebody that even has a cold, she's pretty likely to get it. So she has to stay in vicinity of far away from those kind of people. So she still has to wear a mask because most people or not most people, but so many people are abstaining from vaccination. We don't have herd immunity. So she still has to do that. So even if she did come across somebody like you who was sick, she would likely get it, you know, if she wasn't, had, if she didn't have the proper precautions. My, my response to that is, um, I, I saw a statistic a few days ago, CNBC um, posted that 74% of all of the uh, people admitted to the hospital in Massachusetts had the vaccine um, and they had COVID and they were admitted into the hospital. Um, so my, that question would be, if I can give you COVID and if I can get COVID, even if I have the vaccine, um, then why am I putting myself at risk by taking something that hasn't been approved and has been rushed through all of the processes? Yeah, well, and I guess we're, I mean, we're at the stage now where it's, I think time is sort of doing its job by, you know, Vermont is the most vaccinated state, but they haven't had any deaths, COVID deaths in about two months, whereas uh, Alabama is the least vaccinated and they've had the most deaths so i just feel like maybe it's one of those things over time that it'll it'll kind of reveal itself but i mean that's that's true um i think every unfortunately every statistic you look at you can find a statistic to say the opposite right both ways so it's kind of i think we're getting an influx of too much information um and it's getting to the point with what can you believe one of the arguments that i hear quite a bit is the argument that well you can still get infected even if you have the vaccine. Uh, So I looked up some stuff about breakthrough cases for COVID-19. And breakthrough cases, if you're unfamiliar with the term, is when you get vaccinated and then you get the coronavirus anyway. Um, And all of this is uh, on a link that's rather long that I will send you. It's actually from a podcast called the Unbiased, Unbiased SciPod. Uh, and they have a list of their sources, so I'm just kind of piggybacking off of their re- their research. 
Um, so I'm going to speak to that for a little bit, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it says, um, when a fully vaccinated person becomes infected with COVID-19, uh, that's the definition of a breakthrough case. Uh, they're analyzing state sources, John Hopkins University, COVID-19 dashboard, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services uh, numbers. Uh, it says that the rate of breakthrough cases is between 0 0.01 and 0.29% for all uh, 50 U.S. states. So you have less than half a percentage chance of getting re- as, as they stand right now, without the Lambda variant, but you have less than half a percent of a chance of getting of getting infected if you have the vaccine. Um, you have between a point zero, you have a, between a zero percent and a point zero six percent chance of being hospitalized once you've been vaccinated, and you have essentially zero chance of dying. Um, it's the the rate of death is between zero and 0.01% chance of dying if you're vaccinated from, if you get infected from COVID, like, even though you're vaccinated. <clears throat> um, 94 to 95%, or no, sorry, 94 to 99% of COVID-19 infections that are in the hospital are unvaccinated people right now. Uh, 95 to 99% of those people uh, are in there due to COVID-19 uh, complications. So like, uh, you had bronchitis, and then you got coronavirus, that would be considered a COVID-19 complication, Just something that's pretty easy to, to think of and how that would, since they're both respiratory diseases, how that would mess you up. <clears throat> 96 to 99% of all COVID-19 deaths right now are occurring in unvac unvaccinated Americans. Um, so all that goes to say, if you really want to be as safe as possible, several very good resources are telling you the best way to do that is to get vaccinated. Surprise. Uh, and even though you can be reinfected, the point of being vaccinated is to make the effects of that as little and as uh, tame as possible. And you're, and you're yeah. not going to die. That's You're not going to die. You're that's not going to die. The thing. You might not even feel sick. There's a good chance you're not even going to be feel asymptomatic, sick. asymptomatic. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And just to throw out there to those who, uh, because I, I have heard the argument about the deaths from the vaccination. Um, currently right now, 6,000 people have died. Uh, there's been 6,000 confirmed deaths from the vaccine. Okay. So that is a real thing. 6,000 people have died, but that's out of 187 million doses or 187 million people who have been vaccinated. So statistically, you can break that down if you want. And you can also compare that to the six over 600,000 people that have died from COVID. So the, op, you know, your options are, are pretty clear there statistically in my book. So my name's Chance and I'm talking to people about COVID and the vaccines and if they've gotten them and if they haven't, why have you both received the vaccine? I have. You have? Yeah. I haven't. So what, what was your reasoning behind getting it? I worked at an assisted living home, and it was not a requirement, but they were saying that it might end up being a requirement. Um, I was really skeptical at first, but the more I thought about it, I just wanted to protect the seniors, so I did it. 
And what was, if you don't mind me asking, asking what's your reason behind abstaining from it? Um, honestly, I'm just waiting to see what happens. I was kind of just scared. Um, my mom was a nurse growing up. And even she's kind of iffy about it. Like, she had to get it because of work. But my whole family kind of is just, I think we're just waiting to, like, see what more comes out with the research that's being done about it. So. Well, and so I see that you're not wearing a mask. Is Are you not concerned about getting it? or? Um, not, I mean, I guess, like, honestly, if we would have just left it to how it was and just let it play out, I don't think we'd have another different, like, branch of it. Because it's just getting stronger the more we try to, like hide it it's kind of like when you're a little kid and you wash your hands all the time versus like not wash like getting immune to things naturally i feel like we should just let it go so you're talking about the delta variant yeah. that's out right now yeah so i can't i wish i could speak to that but i'm not a scientist so i can't say what's causing that masks, like if it's required in a building like i have them in my bag but just walking around the street not really if i'm far away from people i mean you're young and you seem healthy and in shape like if you get it you'll likely beat it and be fine but what about you know your grandparents or any other people that are at risk i mean yeah i'm definitely concerned so i try to distance myself from like the people that are at risk to be honest i I just like video chat with them and a lot of my family lives overseas and everything so yeah, I kind of just stay like isolated to my friends or if I go out, I kind of don't get close to people. So I have a great story that I wanted to share on here uh, about my fiance. Yeah, uh, my do. fiance works in an office setting and she works with some elderly people. And um, I guess you could say uh, everybody in her office got vaccinated except one lady. And that lady called my fiance a sheep when she tried to tell her give her facts about the vaccine and say, you need to get vaccinated. Her, this lady's response to my fiance was you're a sheep. Okay. Uh, it was two weeks ago, that same lady got out of the hospital after being in the, the hospital for two weeks with COVID. And currently here in Kansas city, her brother is in the hospital and he is close to dying from COVID. And he just gave an interview on the local news network about how Everybody needs to go get vaccinated and how he feels horrible for not getting vaccinated. And there's a good possibility that he may die. And this is my fiance's co-worker's brother who's who's going through this. Right. And so my fiance is friends with her on Facebook and she's seeing this link to this news article in the post. And the, the one thing that she posts on there is if anybody says anything about how we should have gotten vaccinated, the, the comment will be deleted. So now they're trying to go back and be like, oh, well, Sorry we acted like that, but we don't want to hear it now. You need to hear it now. And I'm very happy that her brother is taking that step to put that out there for the world to see. But yeah, why absolutely. do we have to get to the extreme? It's just like a child. You tell them no, 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 until they burn themselves. And now you have to come in and and come alongside them. And you have to feel the pain with them after you just told them over and over and over again, don't do that because it's going to hurt you. And that's where we're at in the United mm -hmm. States right now. Right. Yeah. And what do you guys think that makes it specific to the U.S.? And like, I have my theories on that, too. But as far as why we're so stubborn about it. Uh, because I think a know, lot of our a lot of our stuff like this can be traced back to our idolization of the rugged individual. Right. You know, that lady who called your fiance a sheep probably thought in her head and I am the wolf, you know, and you idealize the wolf as that that lone wolf, that rugged, 
I don't need anything to survive. I can make it all on my own kind of thing. You know, which is which is totally false, dude. I mean, Jeff Bezos had his parents front him the money for Amazon, right? Uh, when they were when they were having uh, a huge financial crisis at Amazon, and Amazon almost went under before they became super fucking huge. Uh, Bill Gates had the same thing. I don't know. Uh, so did Trump. I mean, I I don't know of a single person who has made it to where they are in their life without somebody else's help. Absolutely. So that rugged individual is 100% not real. I mean, you watch shows like uh, Alone, right? I don't know if you guys know about this show, but it's a survival show that I absolutely love uh, on the History Channel. And they basically just take X amount of people and they strand them on some island, it, uh, usually right a few months before or a month or so before winter. And they say, uh, here's your tools, live for as long as you can, and then press the button when you want to come home. And they have this whole GPS thing. Like one person does really well on that show out of 12 people. That rugged individual just doesn't exist. I, I agree. I was going to say this, the exact same thing. Um, it's That's what we're taught in this country is to be an individual, is to be uh, go try and be the best, try and make everything a competition, try and do that. That's what free market capitalism is. And free market capitalism brought about the industrial revolution and it brought, you know, a lot of people up out of poverty and for all intents and purposes, it's done a great job of, of that. But now we are at a place where it's no longer doing its job, where you get people who have this sense of, well, I'm free to do whatever I want. No, you're not free to do whatever you want. You're not. You're not free to call someplace and make a bomb threat. You're not free to, I, I guess you should, I should say you're as free to do those things as anybody in the entire world. You're free to do anything you want to at least one time, right? After that, that's it. So you don't have the freedom to do whatever you want in this country and your freedoms only go as far as infringing upon somebody else's freedoms and to me not getting vaccinated is infringing on other people's freedoms when you're spreading yeah. something that's killing millions of people worldwide right, that's right. just my personal opinion what is your opinion on folks that have still abstained from getting it or just have no plans at all in getting it the only thing i think about that is that if somebody dies from covid it's because they they want to die from COVID. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. You can just live your life with that. I agree with that to a point, but like they're also putting other people at risk who yeah. who may may not be able to get the vaccine or yeah, or. But like here, I don't think uh, I really don't think that there's a an, an excuse specifically in the U.S. Um, you can go to a Walmart and there's test vaccines here. So um, if you're from another country, that's totally different. Um, but in the U.S., if people are actually saying, no, I, 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 there's no chance of having it, come on, bro. You're just bullshitting. That's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, um, all of us here are in STEM-related fields. So. Are you guys at CSU? Uh, actually, we're just here for interns. this summer oh, as okay. interns at Colorado State. But um, coming from like a STEM-related background, uh, I do believe in science, and so... That was a big motivator. Yeah, it's like just, just, just get the vaccine. You know, just like <laughs> make everybody like feel safer as well. Because the things like policies and stuff also depend on the number of people 
have gotten the vaccine just to have a safer community overall yeah uh I think vaccines are like specifically these new um, ones are one of the like greatest feats of human engineering. Like we made them in like a year. It's insane. So I think um, just like honoring the work that and the thousands of hours that people put in. Um, really yeah. And like all the work that these people put in, there's like life work. Um, you might as well like trust them, you know, <laughs> something like yeah. that. So what do you, I mean, you guys being in STEM fields and being scientists, and you see a lot of these people who they come up with conspiracy theories or some reason or another of as to why they shouldn't get the vaccine, that it's it's not safe or Bill Gates is behind it or whatever. What do you how does that make you guys feel as far as people that are very scientific and, and logical and rational? People just want to be special. I think they just want to look for a reason to feel special and feel like they know something that nobody knows. I think that's just how human people like some people are it's just that we just want to be special i want to be different so i'm not going to get the vaccine because bill gates is a lizard and i don't know if this i don't know if bill gates is a lizard bro i seriously don't know that but hey if that lizard is making good vaccines that aren't preventing me from me dying well bro just keep doing you well again that's like what i mentioned before about people who also won't get the flu shot and but they still work Let's say it's like somebody who cuts hair for a living and they won't get a flu shot. And they're in such close proximity to a, such a wide variety of people all the time. I mean, that's just, that's so selfish. And that's so, it's like you're, you're trying to make a point, I guess. I don't understand what your point is, what you're trying to prove. I know that a lot of these people have concerns about what's in vaccines and the purposes behind them. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you you are around all different kinds of people, people with poor immune systems, older people. So maybe you should get over yourself. And it seems like there's always a, there's, there's two different types of people that fall into this, into the anti-vaccination thing, not to go off like just on anti-vaxxers in general, because that could be a whole another thing, but just kind of speaking specifically to like the two kinds of people that you generally see um, become anti-vaxxers. Like the people on the right are generally the ones that are just batshit crazy and believe the conspiratorial, you know, like there's microchips in the vaccine or it's, you know, some sort of mind control, whatever. And um, then the people on the left have a little bit more of a, I guess, an approach that I, I could at least um, understand or and maybe even sympathize with a little bit. Like a lot of it is a concern of like what kind of the heavy metals that are in the vaccines. And, and that that's understandable to a certain degree. I, I probably don't want to put mercury through my body either. But Dude, I love heavy metal. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> it's in your blood. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't love so, yeah, dude, it? The heavy metal blood. has to permeate you. you but it's I mean? like you... It's a... I mean, I know that a lot of those things can have detrimental effects. Like um, a lot of people get fluoride-free toothpaste or they get fluoride filtered out of their water and it's not because of they think that there's mind control substances in it but they just don't want chemicals like that in their in their products or in their food in their water but, so but we go back but we go back, i'm sorry i just want to no go that. ahead 
let, let's go right back to my my stat that I just gave. Ninety nine point seven percent of them have Teflon in their body. So what do you what do you? <laughs> you right. It's already there, guy. It's already in your body. Yeah. You've already had. You've already been exposed to it. You were vaccinated as a child. The exact same heavy metals that you're worried about were probably pushed into you when you got the polio vaccine. Yeah, and it's always. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm sorry, we're a little too late to be worrying about that stuff now in the world that we live in. It's always the slippery slope argument, though, of like, oh, you know, well, like once we all get the vaccine, then what is it going to be next? And, you know, they're going to say that they're going to make us do this for our safety and that for our safety. And again, like it, it all, you know, us coming from that background of being really libertarian and conservative, it does make you like look back and feel like, fuck, dude, I was selfish when I had that approach. And. Yes. But, I, I, but I agree. I agree with you that that is such a selfish mentality to have. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, I, I think you were talking about how there's a reasonable group of people. There's a group of people that are just batshit crazy, but there's a reasonable group of people who have actual legitimate concerns. Right. Right. Health concerns. And uh, but yeah, I don't know. Do, like, I think that they it... do actual legitimate research, not just listen to their uncle crazy ass Frank you right. know on facebook is there anything that you can guess as to why the hesitancy of of a group of people not receiving the vaccine or refusing to receive it well and she's a, a nursing school and works in the health professions so yeah i i think people are just kind of scared to get it is this your personal like people have told you this personally no nobody's told me it. Um, I did learn in one of my nursing classes, like the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, there's been flaws with it. And so my instructor said, you know, don't get that one. He said, definitely get Pfizer or Moderna. So I think when there's not a for sure, I don't know, a for sure, like this is safe then it's going to cause people to hesitate. And there's just so much information out there. And what do you believe? And we come from a political environment previously that was you can't trust the media. And so um, with all the different types of media and all the information, and plus you have social media, what do you believe? Everybody's saying something different. Then people don't know who they can trust. And so I think people are scared. And they think, well, we don't know the long-term effects. And how is this vaccine going to affect me? Um, but I just, you know, for me, it's about protecting others and especially, you know, like I have elderly parents, uh, I don't want to pass anything on to them if I can help it. Um, I work as a CNA and so, you know, I definitely want to protect other people. Um, and I wasn't really in any kind of doubt getting the vaccine, um, yeah, and we've had to have vaccines, you know, we have to get the flu vaccine and we've had to, you know, get vaccines for other yeah. illnesses. So I guess that and I don't know, maybe if this is something that's come up in your workplace of, you know, trying to tell people like, well, there's a reason we don't have polio and yellow fever and, you know, all these archaic diseases anymore is because of vaccines. Like, has that been something that's been brought up in your workplace at all? No. The thing I've heard about that is just more that people are like, yes, that's true, but those vaccines have been around for, you know, centuries, decades, and it, 
everything was rushed through on the COVID vaccine. And so people are really concerned about that and how fast it was rushed through. So is it, is it really safe, blah, blah. I believe it is. And because I have friends that are nurses that, you know, have gotten vaccines and um, the science that I know that they've looked into, then I feel confident with it, but yeah. Well, and like you were saying, I think what is unique about today is so much news and information coming at us from every angle and social media and and it's like I was talking to some other folks it's it's easier to sensationalize things and go that route instead of doing the legwork and dig and try to understand the facts and just try to look at it as some conspiracy or something and then have your friends on social media reinforce that and a lot of confirmation bias so somebody you know yes there have been some people that have gotten sick or had adverse effects from the vaccine um and so they hear those stories and then that totally jumps to you know and it's like well that pretty much happens with anything but there's always going to be some small percentage and so but some outliers yeah yeah but then that concerns people and then yeah there's there's always been this fine line between freedom and safety that line will always exist and there are people on both sides of that spectrum that one will argue that if you have no freedom, you can never have peace. And some that will argue that if you just let people run rampant with their freedom, much like capitalism, we'll use that as a perfect example, as a perfect analogy of freedom versus safety. If we just let a business run their business however they want and dump whatever they want into our rivers and give them no restrictions, that becomes unsafe and it just becomes them about them making money and not caring about the planet, not caring about other human beings. That's not where we want to be, right? As a society, we should never strive to be at a place where we're putting profit above safety. And then to the other side where, oh, well, I don't want to be a part of a fascist or a communist regime where they control everything and I'm just a puppet on a string. So there's valid points on both sides. It's about finding that common ground. And I, I feel like in a global pandemic, when people are dying at a higher clip than anything, for, for the first time ever last year, the uh, life expectancy of the human race went down. Okay, because of a global pandemic. These are the things where we need to just all stop and say, hey, there's this virus attacking my species. Let's come together as a species and try and stop it any way we can. Right. Yeah. And, and especially, I'm sorry. And the one thing I really wanted to send a message out to anybody that was in the military that's refusing to get this shot, because you cannot tell me that you know those 10 shots that they pushed into you when you <laughs> went into boot camp. Right. Because when I walked through that line, I got hit in both arms, both triceps, both forearms, both butt cheeks, both thighs. I mean, I was getting shot up with everything. And, and had to then get, you got the vaccines. And then we had to get vaccines. Then we had to, we got the anthrax shot pushed on us. We got smallpox shots pushed on us. So you're not going to sit here and tell me <laughs> that you're afraid of some shot when you walked into the military and they put whatever they wanted into your body. What was that one shot that they gave you with the trident? <laughs> they like had to stab your arm with a trident like eight times and then you came back a month later and they did it again. I don't know. Um, that one, what, that was smallpox, wasn't it? No, I don't think, I think it was so. a trident. Smallpox is like a circle, though. I don't know what the trident one is, man. But I like, got one with a trident. 
Yeah. So like they stabbed still... me like they stabbed, and then they rubbed the shit into my arm after my arm was all cut up. And then they're like, so, "Okay, don't so go around your kids anymore for a week." We have no idea what they're pumping into our bodies, but yet there's military veterans and active duty and reserve people right now in this country that are refusing to get the shot. It blows my mind. Yeah. Um, well, and that's that's another good point too. Is why aren't they refuting vaccines that have been around for you know a, the last century? And how do they explain how we don't have smallpox? We don't have yellow fever. We don't have we don't have people typhoid, living in iron lungs right. anymore. Um, I think they would say the difference between that and this one is that this one, the research is so rushed, right? That we don't have any idea of the long term effects. But but SARS has been out for so long that they've had the base research for this for several decades. Like it, it's yeah, not like they yeah. started from scratch with this virus. It's not like it's some new virus they've never heard of and they've got to study it for a decade to try and figure it out. They understood this virus the before the... before it evolved into COVID nineteen. They've understood yeah. previous versions of this. Part of the thing that they were uh, that the that conspiracy theorists are 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 pushing on uh, is the fact that uh, Obama had Obama's administration. I'm sorry, uh, had foreseen this uh, this pandemic or a pandemic like this starting. Um, so that's why they had built up, you know, uh, a bunch of a bunch of health centers in uh, a bunch of these research centers in in Asia is because they have foreseen some kind of pandemic like this coming out of asia um and then this and then trump came along <clears throat> and so didn't see the, the need for funding for all this and knocked it all down and then this happened surprise uh so that's a lot of the so we have known about it for decades we've foreseen about it uh two two administrations ago you know so i don't really I don't get that argument a whole lot either. I mean, there's just as much research and more people tested for this group than uh, tested for the polio vaccine, uh, but when the polio vaccine was first administered. And we use that still to this day. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't get that argument either. Right. I, absolutely, I, I agree with you. Like who, first of all, who am I to argue with Dr. Anthony Fauci? Who am I to argue with the guy who helped make it? I don't know if people really think about this or not, but you don't see a bunch of people dying from AIDS anymore, do you? You don't because of the simple fact that Dr. Anthony Fauci has devoted most of his career to finding a way to mitigate AIDS, and they have successfully done that. So who am I to question people who have devoted their lives to understanding how to keep people healthy and alive. I, that's what I don't understand is if somehow this guy who's done so many good things in his past all of a sudden just flipped a switch in his head and said, hey, you know what? What would be fun is let's come up with something to try and control society. Like, I don't get that either. That's just a, an irrational sense of fear. All these theories really just fall flat on their face as soon as you put any sort of critical thinking into, into them at all. Like with the Bill, the Bill Gates one, like why, what's the motivation for Bill Gates to plant microchips in people? Like he's got so many billions, he's never going to be able to spend it all. Even if he wanted to, if he tried to, he never could. So what would be the point of like trying to get another couple billion? And 
in the or, next. Or why, you know, why, cool. why would why would they want to kill you? That's the that's the other thing is you want to kill off the population. Why they make money off of you? We are a consumer driven country. Well, and Bill these Gates gives away most of his money. Who are in charge, they like you being alive because they want you spending your money to consume. Bill Gates is also responsible. Bill Gates and Rotary Club are also responsible for nearly wiping out polio in Africa. Uh, Bill Gates and, yes. um, and and Rotary are also responsible for being one of the largest providers of, of uh, equipment for fresh, clean water in third world countries. The guy sounds like an asshole. Yeah, right. No, actually, yeah. amongst all the other, yeah. the one percenter assholes that are flying to space, I think that he's definitely a pretty decent human being. I'm sure people are going to argue about all of that with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, and I'm sure that they can have some kind of validity with that. Right. But as far as what he spends his money on and the good deeds that he does, you cannot refute those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have received it. We both have. Um, do you want to know why? Yeah, please. I'll tell you. Well, so we decided that we wanted to, one, protect ourselves, but also respect others, you know, because we do know the – well, and I'm, I've worked in um, – not as a medical professional, but I worked in medicine at an office before, and one of them was infectious disease. So I got to learn a little bit about epidemiology, which was very fascinating. But I know how viruses work, and you know, it's one of those things where we decided that we're going to do this. You know, maybe maybe there's risks with the vaccine. We don't know, but we felt like the risks um, were lower getting the vaccine. We've known people who have had COVID, and unfortunately, they're either dead or they now have permanent organ damage and other side effects too. So, and some are fine. Like we've had some friends that got it and I'm like, ah, we're fine. No big deal. You know, it was no, it was like a sniffly nose kind of thing. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things we didn't want to take the risk and we didn't want to be responsible for, you know, hurting somebody else because, you know, we didn't, you know, so we wanted to respect, I think the main thing was respecting others and protecting ourselves as well. And uh, going with the, the least likely risk, if that makes sense. But nobody knows. That's the problem. Right. Well, and you guys seem like, you know, like you're in good shape and healthy. So like you're saying, even if you caught it, you probably bounce back from it. But like you're saying, there are a lot of people with poor immune systems, elderly people who wouldn't fare as well. And being in, in, the, in the career field you're in, you have a pretty unique perspective of that. Like, what do you think? What do you have? Do you have any idea what the why so people why so many people are having a hard time coming around to it? We have some friends that legitimately and I, and I totally respect their decision. They don't know. You know, they're kind of going, I don't know what it's going to do to me. I've read some things, you know, and so they're scared. And, and I get that. Um, and then we have some other friends that are I don't know. It seems like a conspiracy to me. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I, I don't agree with them. I love those guys. But, you know, I don't agree with their their opinion because I just feel like they're the I don't know where the, the stuff they're reading, as I read it, I go, this doesn't make sense, you know? So that's, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. But, you know, everybody can make their own decision. Um, I, I feel like some people are being self-centered about it and others are, like I said, legitimately concerned. They don't know and they're not being self-centered. And some, you know, they're saying, hey, I, I don't have the vaccine. Are you okay if we get together? They're wearing their masks. They're being respectful, which is still cool. Uh, but, you know, I guess it depends on what people decide to do. So it's a very interesting time. <laughs> This is a hard, these are hard topics for me because I, I'm not a science person at all. And I'm, I'm a really far right brain person. And so these are very daunting issues for me to tackle. But like, I feel like I'm humble enough to admit that. And like right now, right in front of me, I have, you know, a thousand articles open just to 
make sure that I'm <laughs> understanding what I'm remotely talking about. But well, when, and I think that that's that to me that was the whole point of this is to encourage people to go out and and seriously do some research. Seriously do some real research. Don't just listen to. Uh, my my fiance calls it the right side of TikTok. Apparently, there's two sides of TikTok. So, <laughs> of course. Um, so so go out and and just really do some research from people who are professionals. All of these people have peer reviewed work. So that's that's the wonderful thing about the science community is if you come out and you say something, everybody in the science community wants to prove you wrong. And that's the beautiful thing about science is let's get it right. It's falsifiable. Everybody wants to make sure that it's that they're doing it correctly. And in a scientific model, if you can't, if I can't tell you to do this, 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 and this, and get to this result every single time, then that's not true. Right. And that's and everybody wants to disprove that. We're at a place where we are in society where we are continuing to have longevity and life expectancy, where we're continuing to have lower infant mortality rates. And the reason for it is because of the advancements in technology, medicine, and science. And these same people who are advancing, you know, our life expectancy and lowering our infant mortality rates are telling us, hey, this is what you need to combat this so that you can have a longer, healthier life, or so that you can prevent from exposing somebody who is at risk from getting this disease that will indeed kill them, right? Yeah. If you're a 70 something year old person and you get exposed to this and you have COPD and you have asthma and you have any type of respiratory disease, it's a death sentence. And for you to sit back and say, well, I'm not worried about that guy. That right there is nothing but selfish narcissistic behavior. It was kind of funny when I was last weekend when I was downtown interviewing random people on the streets about this i I went up to one guy who was about our parents age he was definitely a boomer and he was sitting on his harley and he was uh i i asked first if you'd be interested in talking about this and he he asked me if i was vaccinated and i said yeah and he said no we're probably not gonna see eye to eye he's like all that i have to say is that it's pretty unlikely that i'm gonna get it and i'm an old old fucker anyway and uh i'm like I, I wish I would have said this later on, but he was like I said, he was sitting on a motorcycle and he was wearing a helmet and I should have been like, well, why are you wearing your helmet then? <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, like I said, like, it's exactly right. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm not a scientific person. So I feel like it's people like me that become susceptible to the, being preyed upon by the sensational aspects of this. Like, absolutely. But like and it's well, it's really gross. Like when you like these people will will say that like fetuses are being harvested it's like that is really fucked up that, that you have to take something like that that is completely untrue to try to make your argument just because you're trying to scare people uh about it's not completely untrue well so they use here, chicken, stem cell. They use eggs and the so let me. Uh, eggs in the vaccine, I have another they? BBC article. It's uh, it's called well, eggs are virus or fetuses. So. Yeah, uh, That's embryos. True. They use eggs in there. It's uh, called vaccine rumors debunked microchips altered DNA. I don't DNA think that's actually more. a fetus, though. What eggs? Uh, are eggs considered a fetus? It's an embryo. An embryo. Yeah. There you go. Man. So this oh, uh, that's this uh, article from the BBC it's uh, says fetus fetus tissue claims. We've seen claims that vaccines contain the lung tissue of an aborted fetus. This is false. "Quote: There are no fetal cells used in any vaccine product." Production process, says Dr. Michael Head, 
that's his last name, head of the University of Southampton. One particular video that was posted on one of the biggest anti-vaccine Facebook pages refers to a study in which the narrator claims is, is evidence of what goes into vaccine development by AstraZeneca and Oxford University, but the narrator's interpretation is wrong. The study in question explored how the vaccine reacted when introduced to human cells in a lab. Confusion may have arisen because there is a step in the process of developing a vaccine that uses cells to grow in a lab, which are the descendants of embryonic cells that would otherwise have been destroyed. The technique developed in the 1960s, and no fetuses were aborted for the purposes of the research. Many vaccines are made this way, explains Dr. David Matthews from Bristol University, adding that any traces of the cells are comprehensively removed from the vaccine to exceptionally high standards. So... These are, it says, these, these are not the cells of aborted babies. These cells work like a factory to manufacture a greatly weakened form of the virus that has been adapted to function as a vaccine. But even though the weakened virus is creative using these clone cells, the cellular material is removed when the virus is purified and not used in the vaccine. So how, that's how, what, many, res- how many resources are being wasted and underutilized by people in the medical and scientific communities who have to take time out of their day to write articles about defending stuff that we shouldn't, they should be devoting their time to helping come up with, you know, better technologies, better cures, better thing, things like that. And, and the thing about it is anybody who says, well, I'm just not going to change, or I'm not worried about dying, or I'm strong. I'm a big, tough guy. I'm not going to, to all of those people, Okay. Anybody that's saying that stuff or anybody that's saying God's going to protect me. Why do you go to the hospital when you can't breathe? Why? That is my question because we wouldn't even know that you were dying from COVID if you weren't going to the hospitals. Right. So if you're, if you're that big and tough and you're not worried about this, don't go to the hospital when you get it and you're having a hard time breathing and you pass out and you, and, and your family is freaking out because you just stopped breathing and you die because your lungs don't work anymore. Don't go to the hospital because the hospital is full of people that have been telling you that you need to get a vaccine and now you want to go and have them save your life. It's just hypocrisy and it drives me crazy. I'll tell the story of the, uh, did you ever hear the man of the band that was sit, standing on top of his roof in a flood? And he said, you know, I'll be okay. God will save me. So for anybody who hasn't heard the story, so there's a flood guy sitting on top of his house. The water's rising. A, a, bo- a boat comes by from the Coast Guard and they're like, Come, come with us. You're, you're, you know, do you need anything? Can we help you? And he's like, no, that's all right. I'm just waiting for God to save me. A helicopter from the National Guard passes over and says, let us pick you up. He's like, no, that's right. I'm waiting for God to save me. All of a sudden, the water reaches up to his neck and he dr- starts to drown. He, sa- he yells out for God. God, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. What more do you want? <laughs> and it's like the exact same thing. That. You know, yeah. it's like. If I were God, I would be like, I'm giving you all the fucking tools right now, you know, like use them. It's that's and, that's and, and it's the same people that say I, I say that all the time. Like, why don't you give credit to the doctors? Well, God created the or gave the doctor the skills to do that. OK, so if he gave him the skills to do that, why aren't you listening to him? Right. Right. Now? Yeah. Yeah. So that that was I just really wanted to have this this talk and put that out there and really just plead with anybody. I know it feels like maybe we're making fun of people or poking fun at 
at people. I, I just really wanted to get the facts out there and I really want people to go look at them. And I, my hope is that every single person that can get the vaccine gets vaccinated and that yeah. we can reach herd immunity and we can get back to a normal life and, you know, let them start devoting their resources to figuring out how to stop the next pandemic or the next virus that may come out. And there's a lot of great technologies coming out or right now that like CRISPR, where we're literally going to be able to start eliminating diseases like sickle cell anemia. Like it's just unbelievable. And and anybody can go out and do research on CRISPR. Uh, it's C-R-I-S-P-R uh, is how it's spelled, CRISPR technology. It's just, I, I just really felt like um, for my conscious anyway, um, my conscience anyway, is it, to just say, please go get vaccinated. Please care about other people. Please, we don't want anybody dying from the vaccine or from the virus. I keep saying vaccine. We don't want anybody dying from the virus. We want you to go get the vaccine so that you can overcome this, so that you can put on the armor to knock this thing out. Yeah. You got anything, Ricky? He He's out of five, man. Right, he had to cool. go. All right. Well, yeah, I really appreciate you, uh, your passion for this, this subject. And, and, uh, it was definitely a, a challenge for me to, to, uh, look into it myself and I'm pro vaccine, but you know, still doing that research is, it's pretty daunting. Uh, it is. But it's, and, there, and that's the sad thing is there's so much misinformation out there that you have to sift through it. 